Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? I hope you're having a fabulous Tuesday morning. It's bright and shiny and, oh, there are so many clouds in the sky. So it's a little cloudy, but we can still see the sun here. Uh, but the weather's nice. And I hope the weather is good where you are. Maybe a little cold in some of the northern atmospheres and out east. I uh, hope you're uh, keeping warm and or maybe you're drinking some nice uh, coffee this morning or some hot chocolate or uh, some green tea. But you're keeping warm and feeling good. Oh, I, what I wouldn't give right now for some bacon and eggs, toast. You know, that's my favorite breakfast. Uh, I saw a report uh, flash by uh, the other day where it was talking about uh, breakfast is no longer something that's necessary. Brunch is more appropriate. And, you know, brunch, if you can eat brunch, I think that's great, but most people seem to have to be at work when brunch is a uh, when brunch occurs. So, um, and a lot of people need that um, energy that you get from from a breakfast. So, but uh, yeah, so I was thinking about I love bacon and eggs. And I think that comes back from my childhood. I remember I told you my great aunt used to cook and she used to fry uh, and cook me uh, bacon and eggs. Um, not every morning, but particularly on the weekends. That was my big thing is, is getting the bacon and eggs on the weekend and sitting down and reading the comic strips. Yeah, that sort of thing. Things have changed so much. We used to get a Sunday paper or uh, get a paper on Saturday morning, and you could sit and read the comic strips, which uh, were delightful. You get this big two or three uh, pages of comics, and uh, so for those of you who have no idea what I'm doing, imagine sort of your comic book uh, written in uh, a variety of different comics in two pages, two or three pages that comes in the paper and in a, in a newspaper, uh, if you still know where the newspaper is. But I remember, you know, pulling the comics out, the comic strips out and reading it and enjoying it and eating my bacon and eggs and my toast with a little bit of butter on them. Uh, She never used margarine. My aunt didn't like margarine. Butter was what she she would use, but, um, and a glass of orange juice. And that would be, uh, you know, breakfast. I mean, for some people, it doesn't sound like much. I know some people have bacon and eggs and grits and um, omelets and uh, oatmeal and all kinds of things and sausage and all that. But uh, just a simple breakfast with my comics made me happy. <laughs> and so this morning, I guess I'm feeling happy, and I'm thinking about eating bacon and eggs. I um, I may have to go downstairs and cook some. But anyway, <laughs> I hope you're having, uh, you've had a great breakfast, or that uh, you've had something that's tickled your fancy, or or that's made you feel good this morning, whether it, whether it's food or 
hopefully it's a hug uh, from someone that you care about or someone that cares about you, uh, that you've received some kindness this morning walking into work, uh, that today is better than yesterday, and that this year, this decade is going to be the best ever uh, until the next decade comes along. Uh, so I really hope that you're having a wonderful day. That's my wish for you today is that you are successful today in every endeavor that you do, that you surprise yourself uh, on some of the things that you've been able to accomplish, that you surprise yourself on how good you feel, that you surprise yourself on how people are receiving you. And through that, you learn that you have the capability to influence people in a positive manner, that the things that you thought you needed from someplace else you've got inside of you, you just got to bring them out. So things are coming from the inside out and that you're, you're finding more love in your life. You're finding more kindness in your life, that you're flexible and you're moving and that you're not sick. I mean, I mean maybe you have a cold. Uh, I see notice that some people are going around with colds and I understand flu season uh, is still alive and well. But I hope none of that is affecting you or if it is, it's only a minor thing this year. Um, so one of the things we're going to talk about today, and this is a continuation of our, we started, I started last, uh, uh, last week, uh, because last week I had a major event occur uh, in my life, and I was sharing with you, and be sharing that in terms of our journey. Uh, but particularly wanted to talk about these next two shows uh, was when I woke up on uh, January third, unable to really feel uh, or feeling numbness on the right side of my body, and I instantly thought about, oh, maybe I'm having a stroke. But because I could begin feeling some things, you know. I think I, I identified this for you. It's like a Novocaine feeling uh, on the left side of my body. Um, I thought, well, maybe it's not a stroke. Maybe it's a pinched nerve. And try to get into the doctor over and over again. I could not do it. Uh, so the next day, I went to our urgent care. Um, and they say, yep, it's your, I have a vitamin B12 deficiency and you have diabe- your diabetes. And that combination has caused a peripheral neur- neuropathy. Um, and that is what I am trying to get used to or trying to live through and learn how to work with that. And I got to thinking maybe there are other people who are experiencing um illnesses, uh, chronic or not, but that they've come upon you kind of sudden. takes a minute for the mind to adjust to it and to uh, get used to it. Um, takes a minute for the mind to, uh, or the brain even, to allow you to say those words that uh, if, you're always, if you're usually healthy, hey, I'm sick, I'm not feeling good, or this feels strange or this doesn't feel right. I would advise you, if you ever wake up as I did, you know, try and get to a doctor as fast as you can or at least make contact with them and let someone else know um, that uh, that this is happening so that you can get that support and that help uh, that you needed. You know, there's no shame in, in being sick. There's no shame in having um, 
an illness or a chronic illness. You know, one of the things um, in terms of doing research as you're, you know, learning about them, learning about this thing is, you know, you've got to let go of any um, uh, any guilt or blame uh, that uh, that you place upon yourself. One, it's not healthy. Two, uh, you may not have anything to do with this illness happening to you. So, you know, one of the things you got to do is, you know, keep um, moving ahead, keep moving forward. But, okay, so now you have this thing. You've, and once you've gone to the doctor and, you know, you've been able to identify what it is, uh, and we're still running tests for me, um, what to do. I've got to uh, think they think there may have been, I may have done a small stroke. Um, but they're t- I'm going to get a CAT scan done on that uh, just to make sure, uh, brain scan rather, to make sure that, that that's it. But I'm actually moving a little better and feeling better. There's uh, a little less, less Novocaine feeling. Um, uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've continued. I didn't stop work. I had a few, you know, took a few days off, but... Uh, what everything that I started reading, because I, you know, I like to do research. You probably have heard me talk about that, and started uh, educating myself, or be trying to educate myself on what was happening and what to do. And you know, what I saw was, you know, exercise. You know, move. You know, don't just lay there and let the and let your body let it consume you, but move. Get out there. Take some exercise. Start moving. And fortunately, the or unfortunately, <laughs> what I think is but it's really been a blessing for me is that my uh, I have a part time job, and uh, my part time job is in the retail area, so I get to walk a lot, and uh, that I think that's really helped um, walking a little faster than I did when I started. So I remember the first day. Uh, one of my concerns was even driving or even getting around. I was trying to figure out because um, the first day of, of, of my um, incident, my condition, my the bottom of my foot uh, felt a little swollen. So it was, you know, uneasy, you know, just to walk around. And I started thinking, oh, my God, I drive. You know, I, I try to drive. My, I drive myself everywhere that I go. Um this is part of my aunt's fault. She decided I should be independent and I should, you know, be able to do things for myself and uh, take care of myself. And so she taught me that very well. Uh, and I've passed that gene along to my daughter uh, as well. But, you know, so then I'm, now I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't drive. What can I do? And, of course, there are other resources. There are other ways to get around. But at that initial uh, realization that oh you may not be able to do A or you may not be able to do Z B um, was one of those things that kind of threw me off you know but first I could had to get my my mind or my head around the fact that I have diabetes and how can what what can I do about it you know, I I'm a fixer you know I'm I'm one of those people people come to to uh, um, solve problems. I'm not supposed to have a problem. I'm supposed to be able to solve it. And so surely I can solve this thing. Well, I, uh, there are things that I can control. Um, 
there are things that I actually can do. Uh, there are things that with diabetes and also with peripheral neuropathy that where I have in my control that I can do that could help me live a better life. We'll talk about that when we come back from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back it's me i'm talking about thriving or living with with an illness and I was just sharing with you my the first feelings um, that I was having and trying to wrap my head around the fact that yes you have diabetes and yes now you've got you're experiencing a peripheral neuropath what does that mean you know what how do I get rid of it because I'm I'm a problem solver you know I'm the one who solves problems I'm not supposed to have problems right um and maybe some of you have felt like that. You know, I'm, I'm sure uh, there are many people out there who have, you know, more chronic illnesses uh, that they're experiencing than, than maybe you or I have. And they are living well and thriving and, and doing and have learned how to live well so we can learn from all of them. Um, uh, as we go forward, but so one of the first things that I t- I tend to do when I have a problem, I want to research it. So, you know, I research, and you heard a lot of that uh, last week when I was talking about diabetes, and and I was amazed to find that, uh, as I mentioned to you last week, that over 400 million people in the world have diabetes. That's a lot of people to me, and. Um, when you're newly diagnosed or you're diagnosed with diabetes, there are all kind of things that run through your mind. And I, as I started thinking about the show and started thinking about doing this, I started thinking about why does is that word diabetes uh, so terrifying uh, to me? Now, other than the fact that, and I really didn't realize this until last week, but other than the fact that it's the seventh cause of death 
in uh, the U.S. Um, other than that, um, uh, one of the reasons that diabetes struck such, I think, such negative images or anxiety in me was that I, in growing up, all I could remember was that people who had diabetes tended to be shunned by the public. Uh, they were looked at almost um, uh, very, well, not almost negatively, but very negatively, almost like lepers. Uh, you know, you uh, people just didn't, because I think people didn't understand the disease or they didn't understand uh, the illness. They didn't understand uh, what it was, how it came about. And so there was a lot of blaming, a lot of shaming going on if you had diabetes the people kind of looked at you a little different they treated you a little differently um, and and today you know consider the fact that 1.5 million people will be diagnosed with diabetes in 2020 in 2020 1.5 million people will be diagnosed with diabetes this year you know and you see commercials about it. You see commercials about different medications that people are talking about. And I'm not endorsing any medications. In fact, you know, you need to talk with your doctor about all of this. Um, but the fact that we are now more open in terms of how we talk about this tells us uh, that uh, we're moving past, or we've hopefully we've moved past the period where if you have diabetes, people will look at you, you know, kind of side eye, um, or look at you with, uh, which with uh, um, uh, some sort of ill will because you haven't, you know, they they hide their children from you because they think it's contagious. It's not contagious. Um, and I'm talking. I'm talking about. Um, you can talk type one. Type one is one that you're born with. Uh, you have absolutely no control over that. Um, and type two is something that you do have control. And type two is where I'm at. I was not born with diabetes, but I have type two. So there are some things that I can do in terms of controlling uh, my diabetes or getting better or moving past it. Um, and we'll talk about that in a, in a, in a little bit. But when you first diagnosed, as I said, when I was in, when I was a child, I also remember um, people who had diabetes had their, you know, their legs cut off or their feet cut off or their hands or something, their limbs, you know, were amputated. And I think all of those things in the way that, and when I grew up, the era that I grew up in and how our, how society treated people who had diabetes and, you know, uh, even at work, you know, um, people kind of looked at you funny, uh, if you could, if you, if they were going to let you stay at work and get a promotion, uh, so it impacted, you know, your whole life. Um, and today we know that diabetes uh, is not a death sentence. It is something that there are some things that you can do that you do have control of that will help to improve your life. And part of my research and part of looking at it, one of the first things I want you to do is to educate yourself. And there's a lot of resources out there. One of them that, that I immediately went to was the American Diabetes Association. They've got a ton of information uh, on their website. There's a ton of information that they can provide to you that will help you better understand if you have diabetes, what this is. Uh, how you're impacted by it or how you can be impacted by it and what are some of the things that you can do uh, to live better 
uh, why you're having it. It's all about your A1C uh, levels. And I know you hear that. I hear that on television, and but I, and they don't... Uh, I don't always remember them hearing or the connection between A1C and diabetes, but they're talking about your A1C and bring your A1C down. It's because you have a high glucose level and, uh, okay, of course, that's sugar. In fact, I re- as I say that, I, it comes to mind my aunt talking about, you know, uh, Tomlin had the sugar, and I thought, what do you mean he had the sugar? You know, I didn't know what there was, I didn't really get, understand what that was talking about, but, um, uh, older people used to refer to it as the sugar, so um, that's what you would have if you would have have diabetes. But uh, but even the American Diabetes Association, and then there's the Inter- International um, Diabetes Foundation. Uh, so there are ways or places that you can go to find information. Uh, I found a really really uh, nice um, website called diatribe.org. Um, because you know you want to find out what to, what can you do and and um, as as I'm researching it, you know one of the first things if you're new to this uh, illness, then you know you got to make sure you go to the doctor and uh, and get checked out. Uh, your doctor's probably going to uh, advise you to find a nutritionist because we're talking about a lifestyle change. It's not that you can take a pill and it'll go away. You know some people have. Uh, have to take insulin, and you may see people take insulin, and there are different ways in which you can take insulin. But there are also uh, lifestyle changes that can prevent you from having to take insulin, uh, at least uh, right away or immediately, and maybe for for the rest of your life. Um, but they may give she may he or she may give you you know some medication. So uh, I think everybody or most people have heard of metformin. Metformin, and so that's a diabetes medication that I think a lot of people get initially. And you got to take your medication, however it's prescribed to you, even if you hate medicine. Now I am I myself am an individual that hates absolutely hates taking any kind of medication. Um, I really don't take aspirins or, you know, I'm just not that person. You know, I try to find a, a more natural way to take care of it or, you know, I, I try to think, through what have I done? Or you know, maybe it's something I ate or, you know, it's my, yeah, my movement or, you know, what I'm trying to be healthy, trying to be flexible, you know, really trying to take care of myself that way. But the fact is there are medications that you have to take. And, and that may be one of them for you. So you need to take your medication, but also ask questions about it, you know. How often should you take it? Uh, when should you take it? You know, should you take your medication on an empty stomach or with food? You know, what's your target? You know, what if you forget your medication? Does that impact you? Or does that make a difference? You know, I know some people who think if they forget their medication, they should double up on it. That may not be a good idea, you know, because you'll be prescribed a certain medication, um, um, certain milligrams of medication for a reason. So doubling up on it may have not may not have the impact that you think it is. So those are kind of things you know you want to check with your doctor and ask your doctor about that. Uh, what side effects you know uh, might you have and um, 
What should you do if you have side effects? You know, sometimes they tell you if you're taking a medication, you get a rash, stop taking it, contact your doctor. You know, it's just little things, you know, that you don't necessarily think about if you've not been ill before. And if this is the first time that you're walking uh, into this illness, you know, they're just those things that you have to do. And if you're taking other medications, you know, you have to ask yourself, will the medication I'm taking for this illness impact or how does it work with the other medications that I'm taking? That's why you always usually make sure that your doctor knows and understands what you're taking if you're taking medications. And that's whether you're taking prescription medications or whether you're taking medications from a homopathic uh, perspective. Uh, if you're taking any herbs uh, or anything like that, you want to let the doctor know. Because sometimes the herbs will counteract the medication that they're providing. Uh, but you can also um, talk with them and find that out. Um, okay, so eating well, eating healthy is something else that... <clears throat> Uh, you know, that you, if you read the literature, you start talking this sort of thing that you need to start doing if you haven't started doing it. A lot of times, you know, you're, you're, the disease comes upon you because you haven't been eating healthy. <clears throat> when people think diabetes, they automatically think, oh, i got to stop eating candy and, and, uh, and all these different kinds of sugar and, and so forth and so on. But it's really... <clears throat> Well, yeah, you've got to tone down on that. It's your carbs that you really also have to uh, have a watchful eye on, a careful eye on. Uh, because carbs are turned into sugar by the body, and that is what um, can create a high glucose level. So I'm not saying that to say, oh, uh, just watch your carbs and just continue to eat all the sugar that you want. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying watch your carbs and also cut back or eliminate sugar out of your out of your out of your diet or your daily diet. And I'm using diet in a broad sense of the word. I'm not saying go get on a diet. But I'm saying from the foods that you eat and the things that you drink, you know, if you can eliminate the sugar you find out things will be uh, much better for you. you no, know, you so you want to eat a a variety of foods, including vegetables, whole grains, uh, fruits, non-fat dairy foods, healthy fats, and lean meats or meat substitutes. Try not to eat too much food, though. You know, again, we're back into portions. And, and sometimes it's hard because you, if you go to a restaurant and you, and you try to be good and you're ordering portions, I'm finding more and more that when I go to a restaurant, the portions that I'm receiving are sometimes two or three times the amount uh, that I could really eat in one meal. Uh, so what I tend to do is when I go to a restaurant, then I take half of it, put it in a, uh, a carry a takeaway box, and then I eat the rest of it. Uh, and that kind of keeps me in terms of uh, my portion control and what I'm doing. Uh, but also that I've got, you know, uh, depending on what time of the day is, either dinner or lunch, uh, either the same night or the, the night or the next day. Um, maybe I take it to work, uh, and that's my, my, my lunch or that's my dinner, depending on what time of your work you're doing. But, you know, wash your food portions. I, I remember a while back, and some of you may remember your mother or your dad telling you to clean your plate. Well, you don't have to clean your plate, but um, uh, wash the portions. The one thing you, you don't necessarily have to watch a lot of the portions are, are your vegetables. You know, in fact, your vegetables should be the largest part of your plate. If we look at the, uh, the new plate for, um, for food, then 
half of it should be at least in vegetables, and then uh, a third of it should be uh, the meat, and a third of it should be maybe a carb. Uh, but that's, you know, kind of it when we talk about that. But eat healthy. Um, try not to eat too much of one type of food. You want to make sure you're spacing your meals out throughout the day and avoid avoid skipping meals if possible. That doesn't say you have to have three meals a day. So some people, it's six meals a day. Um, and, and so, you know, there are things you can do, when you're, particularly when you're starting out. You know, this becomes a little overwhelming. And then this is some of the things that I went through and some of the things I'm thinking. So when we come back to break, we'll talk about more of the things you can do because you do have control over your illness. And we'll be back in about two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back and we're just talking about, you know, how to thrive in terms of living with an illness. And, and I'm sharing my journey with you as I've discovered um, living with diabetes and uh, uh, peripheral neuropathy. And talking about, um, you know, what do you do when you first find that out? And what, is, what are some of the things that are important if you do have diabetes? And I have type 2 uh, diabetes. But, you know, is it reversible? I'm told by my doctor it is, um, but you still have, you have to watch your your um, blood sugar levels. You have to watch that glucose. I mean, you have to change your lifestyle. So we're talking about a lifestyle change, you know, where you've been used to eating whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want to do it. Now you have to be more intentional about the food that you're putting into your body, uh, and you also have to be more intentional about being active. Now, unfortunately, we've become very sedentary. You know, when you think about uh, years ago. Uh, when uh, we were in, in uh, more of an agricultural age in, in our society, you know, farmers were usually kind of thin, 
Um, um, but the, and they got a lot of exercise because it takes a lot of energy um, to run a farm. I mean, think about it. You're, you're up at four in the morning. You're, if you have uh, cows, you're milking cows. Uh, you're feeding chickens. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, fixing the garden. I mean, you're doing all these things. It's all required movement. You're being active all day. You know, and then you've also got to take care of your household. If you have kids, then you've got to get them going. Um, and if you're married, you know, you've got all, all those household chores and those duties uh, in terms of your, your home's upkeep as well as your farm's upkeep. Uh, or if you're working in the city, you know, like that. Uh, and you have all these things you do. You've got to, you know, you're, you're active, you're moving. And through the years, we've become more sedentary as a society. And while technology has been great for us, in many instances, it has contributed to our sedentariness. Uh, because, you know, it, you don't have to walk around to use a computer. You don't have to walk around to use a, a tablet or an iPad or a uh, mobile phone, you know, and, and and actually, if you're walking around with a mobile phone, that can be dangerous. I've seen people get hit by cars because they were not paying attention to what they were doing uh, or walk where they were walking, um, but they were paying attention to their mobile phone. Um, so. Uh, but all that technology has contributed to us not moving. When we look at our children, are heavier than they used to be. Why? Because they're playing video games or uh, they're sitting. They're not up and out and being more active. So <clears throat> an important thing to living healthy or the thriving within illnesses is to get, you need to get active. If you're able to to move, if you're able to have any that activity you know, then you've got to do it and, and do it with some gusto, do it with intention, you know, have it, you're going to have more energy, it will help relieve stress, that's going to keep your joints flexible, which are extremely important as you're getting, as you get older, um, uh, it lowers your risk for heart disease and stroke, it helps to make you feel great, um, you'll just be able to do a whole lot of more things that you can do, you know, so whether it's aerobic activity or or um, uh, being active, you know, throughout the day, you know, taking the stairs instead of riding the elevators or uh, doing strength training. You know, maybe you're lifting weights either at home or the gym or, or maybe you take that uh, a, a gallon bottle of, of detergent and maybe you're using that to do, you know, uh, to strengthen your arms or, or to use. Or maybe it's in playing with your child, maybe you're using your child's weight. Uh, to do that it's fun for the child and it's fun for you just don't drop her uh, and any flexibility exercise you know stretching yoga all of that contributes to a healthy life for you and it's something that you can do you don't have to join a gym in order to be active or to be flexible if you can join a gym that's fabulous because gyms have all kinds of equipment that can also help you to move and help move your body and make your body flexible and you also have access to trainers who will work with you and help you uh, as well in terms of doing that the other thing make sure that you're also um, uh, getting uh, uh, a plan together in terms of identifying what changes you need to make um, when you want to need to make them 
how you're going to do it and then take some action in doing it. And I would include in my plan is, is my support. Because as you're making this lifestyle change, and it's a significant change uh, as you're, when you're living uh, with chronic illness. And, and, and I'm going to, there's a quote that I like uh, from, um, if I can get it here, that I like that John Wooden says that um, uh, don't focus on the things you can't do, focus on the things that you can. Uh, and if I'm focusing on that, then I'm not necessarily focusing on my illness. Do I have some limitations? Yes, I may have some limitations, but I know what they are. But I have, there are more things that I can do than those things that I can't do. And the things that I can do recreate less limitations for me as I move forward in doing it. So change your mindset, not focus on the limitations that you have, or just focus on the things that you can't do. But, but, you know, perfect or improve upon those things that you can do that's going to make your life better and it's going to help you live better and longer. One of those things is identifying where your support is, identifying where your resources are. You know, whether it's a a, um, a group on on the internet. Uh, I mentioned to you I found a, a neat group called, uh, I think they're still called uh, Diatribe. They have some really nice tips in terms of if you're newly diagnosed, what to do. You know, know first first one I love, knowing that personal, uh, that developing diabetes too does not represent a personal feeling. You know, you didn't fail. It was something that uh, uh, you're bad. You're not bad, okay? But it is something that you need to do something different. You know, that you need to start taking care of it as soon as you're diagnosed uh, before you have, and, and recognize that it's a progressive disease. Um, so it, it changes over time. And then keep in mind that food is a major factor on, on uh, that impacts your blood sugar. So you want to work to optimize your mealtime choices. That exercise is a powerful and understand and underutilized tool that can increase insulin sensitivity and improve health use. Um, also, use your blood glucose testing uh, to identify patterns, and don't forget that um, uh, needing to take insulin doesn't mean that you failed. So if you've tried everything else, but you still need to take insulin, it's not a failing on your part. It's just the progression of the disease and and how it, it's impacting your body. And then seek out, you know, the services of a diabetes educator. Did you know they had that? You know, so if you're not sure what to do, you know somebody to help to give you support or you know, give you some guidance in terms of what you what you can do, what you can't do, or you got some ideas you want to talk over with. You know, get together with a diabetes um, uh, educator, and, and so that they can help you uh, to identify what those things might be, uh, so that you can live better uh, in 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 your life. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to just touch on a little bit about uh, neuropathy and, and just talk about, you know, maybe, you know, how you're coping with that. Now, uh, because with neuropathy, you know, you could get, people can also, you know, become depressed because, you know, you're dwelling on, you know, how you've been diagnosed. You may feel sorry for yourself. Um you know, talk about, you know, how things were better, what things used to be, you know, think of yourself as uh, 
as none being able to escape, you know, this, you know the particular illness. Uh, there are coping strategies. There are some neuropathies that go away. There are some peripheral neuropathies that don't. Um, but one of the things you can do is, uh, with a neuropathy or peripheral neuropathy is, you know, you want to take care of your feet, especially if you have diabetes. It's one of the things you want to make sure that you're taking care of. Um, and you can do that in you know in a variety of, of ways. Check your your feet daily for blisters or cuts. Um, tight shoes and socks can worsen your pain or your or your tingling and may lead to sores that don't heal. Uh, you quit smoking if you if you're a smoker. Stop uh, and try not to be around those who do who do smoke. Eat healthy meals. Um, massage the magic of massage. You know. Either massage, getting massage yourself, or going to a massage therapist. Uh, there are a lot of places that will give you massages, or that you can get massages that are affordable. Um, in terms of doing that, um, maybe it's even um, uh, avoiding prolonged pressure. You know, if you're if you have to. Uh, stand on your feet all the time. The pressure uh, may make uh, the nerve endings worse um, or cause it to be worse. Uh, or if you have to stand in a certain position or you have to your elbows, you know, just look for those things that don't impact, negatively impact your, um, uh, your symptoms. Um, you need to set priorities. Um, you know, realize or go ahead and accept the fact that you... You have this condition, um, but it's not a, you know, the condition is not you. You know, you are not the condition. You know, it's just something that has happened to you or that has happened and it's something that you can do something about. Get out of the house. Don't hide. You know, you can still get out, meet people and talk with people. You know, there may be even a, a, a group or a tribe <laughs> that, uh, so people who maybe are going through the same things, you know, there's, sometimes there are support numbers. They can encourage you. They can provide you the support that you need. Uh, can provide some answers to you in terms of things that they've gone through. And you can share. It's the sharing part of it. Uh, so that you're not holding it all in or you're not giving it, you know, talking all your frustrations necessarily you just one person also get moving you know get moving move uh and often i can't say that enough moving is so important uh and we want to make sure that we stay flexible and that we're moving around uh as much as possible we're going to talk more about doing that when we come back Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. 
Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are tuned into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the inside out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. We're in our last segment uh, for our show today. Uh, and I really appreciate your being here and uh, listening. And I hope I'm providing you with some information that uh, will help you move and 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 begin on uh, living a, a better, healthier life. Um, those are things that I need for myself, and so I'm hope, happy to share this with you. Uh, and I'm sure there are those of you out there uh, who also have additional tips, you know, if you want to send them in or um, uh, you want to share them uh, with me, and I'll be happy to share them with everybody else. Send them to Carla Walker from the inside out at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to share that information with them. Uh, I, I mentioned a quote earlier from John Wooden, and I don't think I got it quite right, but I just want to say this again. Never let the things you cannot do prevent you from doing the things you can. And that's Coach John Wooden. Um, and, I, and I thought, you know, that is so important to keep that in mind because it's so easy to focus on what we can't do. And I think we, we kind of we sometimes automatically go to that and we kind of stay there. We kind of ruminate in there. We sit in it. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, let's let's change that mindset. You know, let's change the whole state of mind and let's talk about the things that you can do. Let's focus on the things that you can do. One of the things that I mentioned uh, before we went on break uh, earlier was, you know, you got to make a plan and then put that plan into action. And finding support to help you do that is really, really important. Uh, support will will get you through the hard times. Support will get you through the times when you slip or you fall. And I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, when you when you maybe you 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 don't do what you're supposed to do, support can be there to push you back and get you back on track and can keep you accountable. You know, because if you keep what you're trying to do within yourself, then nobody knows about it within yourself, and and you uh, can, as as I have done myself, and maybe you have as well. You can lie to yourself and tell yourself. Um, that didn't happen, or oh, that didn't mean anything, or that wasn't that bad, or oh, you know, you you can't do it, or it's never going to happen, or you know, you can lie, you you can lie to yourself about a lot of things. But if you're sharing your goal with someone and you're not doing it, they can help you, and this this person can help you keep on track uh, because you may have to see them every day and don't be avoiding them don't be trying to go the opposite direction when you see them coming because you know that they're going to ask you you know you know own up to it you know take control of the things you can take control of be intentional about the changes that you're trying to make so that you can live a healthier life you know 
any of these illnesses can cut your life expectancy if you do nothing about it or if you don't take it seriously, if you don't take action on it. I want you to live a long and healthy and productive life. So make sure that you're not trying to fool yourself, you're not tricking yourself, you're not falling into your old habits. And if you are, that you're you know, getting back uh, on the train, that you're taking the right action to move yourself back. Uh, to uh, what you need to do and where you need to go. And there's a, there's a nice article in that I found uh, as I was looking uh, this up. It was written a few years ago, but it's out of psychology today. And uh, they talk about a few things that, you know, keep in mind as you're, if you're living with either any kind of chronic pain or chronic illness, um, I you know, just want to keep in mind that your body is not your enemy, and it's really not. You know, your body is actually there supporting you. So your body is trying to work with you. So you need sometimes to help your body do the work. And it's not your fault that you have uh, health problems. Everybody has struggles uh, with your health uh, at some point in time. Uh, blaming yourself, beating yourself up because it does not help. It adds to your stress. Uh, and that impacts your problem more. You know, just accept the fact that, you know, there are certain things that may happen in life you have no control over. And focus on those things that you do have control over and move yourself forward. You know, make peace with the fact that this is what you're going through right now. Right now doesn't mean forever. You know, you may have this. I may be, um, I may have the potential to. Uh, have high uh, uh, glucose levels, but I don't have to stay that way. I can do things that will help me reduce or lower my glucose level. And uh, while I have to be intentional about it, uh, it, it can help me live a longer life. Um, don't worry about uh, how others view you or your medical condition. You know, forget them. You know, what, what, why worry about somebody else and what they think about you and your condition? If they are negative around it, you don't need to be around them or educate them or you know, give them uh, some resources that they can go search out themselves or show them to the door. You don't need that negativeness around you. Um, spend that precious time taking good care of yourself. Forgive yourself over and over and over and over again. Because you, you may doubt yourself. You may find yourself, you know, listening to those old tapes and maybe you're beating yourself up. But forgive yourself for doing that. You know, um, know that it, though you may have intention about how you, what you eat uh, and what you do, other people may not have the same intention. So your goal is not their goal. So if you find sometimes that you know you've been going and exercising with a family member or a friend and they don't want to go right now, yeah, that's okay. You know you have to continue um, uh, living your life. You have to continue working your plan. Uh, your plan is not necessarily theirs. And so, you know, forgive them, let them go do what they need to do, uh, and just keep on. Do what is going to be good and what works for your life. Uh, remember, it is your life, it's not theirs. Uh, and with practice, uh, you can you can get better. You know, don't, don't, 
try not to, and, and it's easy to do this, to watch other people and see how, oh, they can do this, they can eat all they want, or they can they can uh, move all they want, or they can do this, or they can do that. You know, again, don't be envious of other people, you know, resist that, you know. You know, focus on what your capabilities are and do that to the best of your abilities and feel happy about those kind of things. And teach yourself to ask for help. That's the hardest thing for me to learn to do is to ask somebody for help or to say, I need help. Will you help me? Um, and then listen. <laughs> if somebody tries to help you, let them. <laughs> let them help you. Uh, there are people out there who are willing and wanting to help you uh, live your best life and to do what you need to do what you need to do uh, to live your best life. Also, remember that it's okay to feel lonely because sometimes you feel like nobody knows this or nobody understands this but me. And that's okay. You know, I was talking to uh, a young lady the other day who um, has some issues around anxiety, and. Uh, I was telling to her, I was. she was feeling a little bad for herself. And I was telling to her something that I used to do with, with my coaching clients, which was I would allow them a pity party, but only for a certain period of time. It could be five minutes, it could be ten minutes, it could be an hour. But after that period of time, they were not allowed, <laughs> they were not permitted to continue the pity party. Because dwelling in pity or feeling bad for yourself oh, is uh, is something you can't afford, you know. If you want to throw a pity party, okay, let's have a five-minute pity party. Oh, and cry and whine, whatever you want to do about it. But after that, you got to let it go. And I know that's hard, easier said than done, but you got to let it go for your own well-being your mental and your physical well-being and your spiritual well-being. Okay, and then focus on and continue working your plan, focusing on those things that you do have the ability to do something about uh, and celebrate uh, your successes, you know? Remember when you regain uh, the health that you, your health uh, or your movement or your flexibility, remember when you push through this illness that your life is not going to be perfect. It may not get back to, or you may not be doing the same kinds of things that you were doing before the illness uh, showed itself, but you may be doing something different, but that's okay. Okay, that's okay. Okay. Do what you can do. Continue focusing on those things that are, are going to be positive in your life and that will build you. Uh, into the resilient person, being more resilient uh, and and being more flexible. Um, realistically, assess what you have to give up and work on letting go gracefully. So there may be some things that you just have to let go so that you can make room in your life for something new. You know, one door closes, another door will open. Uh, to try not to get stuck in those old identities um, that you that you have. And um, listen to your body. When your body says no, you say no. And don't feel bad if you're not a member of uh, the outside workforce. You know, maybe your illness uh, is not allowing you to work now. Take that time and allow it to to happen. Uh, Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's working at home. Maybe you just need the time right now to heal. And it's okay to feel fed up sometimes. Uh, and uh, 
be your own ally and never forget to that despite the challenges uh, in your health that you have, you are still a whole person. You're still a whole person. Listen, we're going to come on the other side of this even better than we were before. I That is my plan. Uh, I know what I have to do. I just got to work my plan. And I have support of the people that love me and I love them and, and others who will allow me to do this. In fact, I'm going to go see my acupuncturist <laughs> um, tomorrow uh, to help start and, and get a massage uh, to help my health. I hope you stay healthy. Be uh, the best you can possibly be today. I'm so happy to talk with you. Look forward to talk with you in the future. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Carla D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week. 